Hello and welcome to our Thursday edition of the Scouting Report. If you have been looking for yesterday's Wednesday special, you are not alone. Somewhere out there on uh, the interwebs, it was apparently lost between when I hit save and when it was supposed to auto-publish this morning. Oh well, I will be re-releasing the episode this Saturday. Say So stay tuned for that to hear what you actually need to pay attention to as preseason NFL football rolls along. As always, remember to like, subscribe, and share this podcast. Let's continue to get it pushed up the charts on all platforms. Head over to Twitter and find me at RightStepADV to leave notes, comments, and tell me what you want to hear in the future. With that, let's get into today's player. One of the more fun names we'll see this college football season, Habakkuk Baldonado, defensive end, edge, you know, pass rusher out of Pitt. A fun background for Habakkuk, a fifth-year player in 2022 that could actually have two years of eligibility remaining. He is being looked at as a 2023 draft player, so scouts are on the road checking him out every day and every week. An international student for his first three years of high school, played club football in Italy where he grew up. He then moved to Florida where he played at Clearwater Academy and for one season got the recruiting interest going. His 10 offers came fast and furious during an absolute monster senior season in which he had 30 and a half sacks. That is a big number. While also hauling in nine catches on the offensive side of the ball, averaging over 24 yards a catch. Again, 30 and a half sacks in one high school football season. That's hard to do right there. After picking Pitt as a senior over Michigan State and Central Florida, among a few others, he played one game as a true freshman in 2018, reserved that redshirt year. 2019, he played in all 13 games as a backup rotational DN. He did register four sacks, five and a half tackles along the way. Unfortunately, 2020 was an injury-riddled year where he saw action in just four games, again with 2020 being a COVID option, could use that as a redshirt year as well. 2021, really stepped onto the scene, broke out, started all 14 games, amassed 11 and a half tackles for loss, nine sacks, really got himself on the board there. Uh, really looking at his measurements, you know, you're going to say an ideal body type for a 3-4 outside linebacker, just over 6-4, weighed in uh, somewhere in the high 250s. His 33 and a quarter inch arm length is also what you want there. So that's the background. Let's jump into him as a player. Where's number 87? What are we going to see his strengths on film? First thing, effort and motor. This is a hard-charging player that chases a ball, battles through contact, and does whatever he can to impact a play. Though it does get him off balance at times, he ends up on the ground a little bit more than you want, he is going to wreak havoc on the way. He is a straightforward player, really reminded me of Leroy Reynolds as I watched him. He was going to run through contact, not around it, and he was just going to keep straining on the way. Another strength is versatility. Again, this player is going to play up with his hand up or hand down. He's going to play as a you know, five technique. He's going to you know, battle at the point there. He's going to get wide to a wide nine. He's got good get off from both two and three point stance. Uh, he's going to stay on every team's board. Again, as a pass rusher, uh, you know, playing nickel, he'll stay up there on the boards. 
He also shows up on special teams. Even in 2021, he showed up on the kick return team uh, while playing the significant number of snaps on defense that he did. Again, you go back and watch older tape. This is going to be an impact special teams player. Special teams coaches that get their hands on this guy for you know potential role on special teams are really going to like him. A big player. He's going to run. He's going to be able to work on uh, multiple spots inside where big athletes do. Um, or he's going to be you know really well liked. On the weaknesses side, this is a little bit of an inconsistent athlete. He can be rigid getting to the quarterback, has some mechanical movement tendency to him. This is a guy that looks like he's really battling to do things the right way, and sometimes that comes at the expense of being a not-as-natural-or-fluid athlete. Again, you want to do things right. It's, again, it looks like he's just thinking about it instead of just uncork and playing, you know, with some fluidity, flipping the hips, you know, bending, doing some of those things that you know natural athletes, more natural football players do. Again, as his football uh, experience continues to go up, I do expect that to get a little bit better. Um, along with that, he's got a little bit of a limited rush arsenal, though he will show a hop chop on the edge as well as you know throwing a spin move there. He's going to try to win initially, and his secondary counter moves really struggle just not real natural again you talk about the inconsistent athlete being a little bit rigid um, again it shows up here his effort and motor are going to be his calling card to you know find ways to finish but again that secondary move you know coming up with a plan secondary move third move that's going to be something important for him to work on another thing is his awareness he does not appear to always see the big picture again you put on film of this player and there's a couple times where he just absolutely gets blasted by a you know wing tight end you know maybe a fullback in motion he just does not see a slot receiver he just gets knocked off his cleats again he's got to understand the big picture see who's close see when he's going to get chipped again he gets put on his butt a little bit more often than he want it's going to make scouts question the overall football instincts and overall awareness of what is going on again you got to see those players even if you maybe get knocked off a little bit you know you got to see them to a certain degree so what do we see on film Versatile edge player, both a left and right end from a three and two-point stance. Uh, will work from a five technique to a wide nine in most groupings, and it's primarily going to be going forward, not asked to drop and play off the ball a whole lot. Subgroups, he will rush from inside, but is not at home there in the way he operates. Again, he wants to be out on the edge where he can have a little bit more of a plan. Sufficient overall athlete. He's got a lower cut to his waistline, and as a result, he can play with a little bit more of a top-heavy gait in contact. He lacks natural strength and pop when he puts his hands on, though he will strain and fight to eat blockers up. Again, you see him go speed to power or you know just end up chest-to-chest chest in a stack-and-shed situation. You don't see the natural knockback that you would for a player that you know has his body type, has his length, has you know the production that he has is in in his career sufficient first step in speed and get off on the edge again he's not going to naturally win with speed he does work a hop chop as well as scissor the hands to try to gain the edge he does lack the natural bend and burst to win on the edge again you see that a little bit more with uh with low cut players um lacking that bend and the ability to get uh, shoulder pad under shoulder pad to win he does show a sufficient three-step inside move uh, but he does tend to telegraph it some effort motor chase tackler he's going to attack the ball uh, try to punch it out try to chop at it he's going to do what he has to to get the ball carrier to the ground uh, this is again another spot where he just really looks like he's trying to do the exact thing that is being coached 
head on the certain side, attack this way, get the shoulder pad into it. Uh, I've heard multiple coaches over the years say that you can coach a kid to tackle all the way up to the point of t contact. After that, some guys have it, some guys don't. Um, I'm not going to say Habakkuk does not have the natural tackling. Um, you know, it just doesn't always look natural to him. He has no fear of contact, which is good because he's at least going to do whatever he has to to get the ball carrier to the ground. So, who were some of my player comparisons? Really, two guys popped in my mind for this guy. Uh, first one, Bradley Anai, University of Utah athlete drafted by the Cowboys in the fifth round a couple years ago. Had a really productive year, his senior year, and overall career at Utah, but like a backache, lacked the juice and fluidity to always win on the edge. Bradley had a very refined, he really knew how to use it. It was a good hop chop on the edge. Um, he won consistently. That was his go-to. But again, he really struggled with secondary moves. Um, again, this Bradley, because of his production, because of what he was going to bring in terms of special teams value, and as a situational rusher, was a fifth-round pick of the Cowboys. Now over to the Jets, where he's probably a little bit better fit with uh, Coach Sala's defense. But uh, again, two guys. Um, are going to win in you know, similar ways, but uh, also struggle with some of their secondary moves uh, as well. Another guy from uh, a little bit more recently, Victor Dimukeshi, a 2020 round, six, 2021 sixth round pick of the Cardinals out of Duke. Another high motor player that really wanted to go straight forward, but lacked some of that consistent ability to put multiple moves together, really get off the spot. Again, similar body types for him. Both guys had plenty of arm length, maybe a little bit lower cut. Um, just you know, struggled with some of that absolute juice to win on the edge. Again, another player, sixth round. Um, it's going to have just a fine NFL career. So. Where do I ultimately see this player in the NFL? Well, we had a fifth-round pick above, a sixth-round pick above. Yeah, that's right where I see Habakkuk. I think this is a mid-day three NFL draft pick that could go you know, either to a 3-4 outside linebacker team or a 4-3 defensive end. Again, at the end of the day, he's going to be a nickel defensive end, defensive end at some point. Uh, NFL teams are nickel 60-plus percent of the time. So, again, you're talking about even front defenses where, again, whether you're a 3-4 outside linebacker, 4-3 defensive end, you're going to be lining up on the edge anyway. Expect him to be a top special teams cover player early on in his career as well as operating as a blocker on the other two units. He'll be a core four guy. I do expect special teams coaches to like this player and will help uh, keep him um, in the conversation as you get into that fifth, sixth, and seventh round. This player's got to continue to develop the fluidity in his game, work on the flexibility, work on that second and third level thinking. Again, that's going to contribute to having a more dynamic, fluid pass rush arsenal as well as you know have some more awareness on the field. I do believe this player has the traits to play in the NFL, and I do think he's going to be on a roster come the fall of 2023. So that does it for Habakkuk. Go move up the draft boards, man. Uh, make yourself some money along the way. Good luck to you, and good luck to the Pitt Panthers. Stay tuned Saturday for this week's release of the Wednesday's special, you know, Wednesday special on a Saturday. Know what to watch for here as NFL teams start to chop down their rosters. I will give you the insight, talk through an NFL roster, and kind of give you an idea of how to actually look at what is going on. Of course, head over to Twitter and follow me at RightStepADV. Leave me notes, comments, topics for future podcasts. We are almost to week zero of the college football season. I know you are all itching for real football just like I am. Keep watching everything you can, and as always, keep scouting.